Welcome to Converge Coffee with Sean Sullivan. I'm here with Brett McGrath. He is a career B2B marketer. He has spent um, some time in almost every functional marketing position and loves to build and lead teams. He has an affinity for podcasting and believes it's the best way to stream content or streamline content. He even started a sports uh, card podcast called Stacking Slabs as a passion project during quarantine and that is now one of the most downloaded weekly podcasts in Apple's hobby category. Brett loves collecting sports cards, pro wrestling memorabilia, and vinyl. When he's not marketing collecting, you can find him on a long run somewhere in downtown Indianapolis. Brett, thanks for being on the show. How are you? Thanks, Sean. I am doing well. I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to be a repeat guest. I think before you hit record, we were talking about the last time I was on the show, and I can't believe it was nearly three years ago. Time flies when you're having fun. Yes, I actually remember that episode distinctly. You were in a high-rise when you were over at Rick Software, and I just remember the background being just so amazing, like awesome in the background, and I'm like, oh, crap, like, man, and now we're, now we're, stuck, in our, <laughs> now we're stuck in our homes and our offices, um, and I mean, and we were talking more stuff about the green room and stuff like that, about, you know, what you're doing now, which is actually an interesting marketing task, and um, for everybody out there, you know, you know, the company's changing their name, but if you want to go to the 3C podcast, I know you guys are on everything, Apple, Spotify, and, and Google Podcasts, and we could reiterate that later in the episode. I mean, you've got some really great interviews from, you know, some really great content marketers, but um, kind of wanted to go right into it and just dump, jump right into it. So um, your company's changing names, um, and you're part of the High Alpha, you know, High Alpha group, and everybody who doesn't know the High Alpha group, you know, it's um it's almost like an incubator in a sense of um, startups, and but it's it's a great incubation. You you're part of a cohort with other companies. You're learning, um, your trajectory to to scale is um, is awesome. But your product and and your service that I'm noticing is awesome. We could talk more about that. But you know, why did you initially join you know this pre-launch company? I know we can't talk about the name yet because the name won't be revealed until you know. This is Friday. It won't be revealed until Monday, but this episode will be relaunched later. So the name will be revealed after the episode. Yeah. So um, I'll, I'll get to the why. I think, you know, just background for the listeners. We, you know, throughout the high alpha process, there's a sprint week and during where they vet ideas and try to validate and give feedback. And part of that process is, this, is they give, um, you know, these ideas and companies names and the, the, the company's name was Fathom, and the the concept and the idea was, all right, well, we'll give the company a name so that the CEO, which Jonathan Gandalf is our CEO, has when he's trying to build and make connections with people in market, um, knowing that once the launch comes, there'll be a new name, and uh, um, th there'll be a new name, and the, there'll be the official product launch. Um, for us, Jonathan hired me, and I am a just a, a marketer who likes to, I can't really wait. That's, that's not what my mentality and mindset is. So what I wanted to do is just be aggressive, create content. That's what we are. We are a content company. Um, we're a, cur a curated distribution and discovery platform for B2B um, SaaS. Uh, the techie uh, way we talk about it is uh, Spotify for B2B content. Um, so that's kind of, what I was brought on board to do is create content, build awareness, build brand. And in doing so, the owners of Fathom, who owns the IP, um, we got their attention. 
they sent us a little letter and said, hey, you got to stop using the name. And so um, we're recording here on Friday. On Monday, we will switch to our, our forever name. Um, and that's what we'll be using to launch our company with in May officially. So that's the kind of the background. The reason why I joined the business was that it was a problem that I have been dealing with throughout my entire career. I think, you know, we are in the business right now as marketers of, you know, not connecting with people, building brand, earning trust. And so much of old B2B marketing is gaming the system, tactics that are trying to help your KPIs. And it's not really looking out for the consumer. And we all go through this, the content uh, consumption process on the consumer side in B2B is terrible. Like you go, you want to, you want to research a topic, you want um, to try to learn something, you go to Google and what, what's on top of Google pages. It's the content that people just baked SEO, um, baked in their, um, you know, keywords that are SEO optimized and they're meant for Google and not necessarily meant for people. Um, so those are the pieces of content that are, are front and center. And then, you know, you do land on a page and there is a helpful piece of content that you um, want to consume. You're having to fill out a form, give your, uh, your information. you just want to read a piece of content. Next thing you know, you're getting hammered by an SDR trying to follow up you with you a hundred times. And so we've all felt this problem and this pain in B2B. And so I, the, our company is we're, we're looking, we're, we're going to war with that experience and we're trying to make a frictionless experience for B2B content and look after the consumer. So it's as a marketer, career B2B marketer, it's something that I have, I've been guilty of being a part of the entire, my entire career. And now it is fun to be a part of the company that is kind of shining a light on the bad and talking a lot with content marketers right now on things that they're doing to um, step out of this way and step into the new way to do B2B marketing. And we're really excited to be a part of that process with uh, B2B marketers. I, I mean, I remember meeting with Jonathan back in November um, before you, before I even knew that you were hired. Um, And you hit it, you hit, you know, you hit the nail on the head in the sense that is not looking out for the consumer. And I, and I mean, I've seen it multiple times where I can't tell how many, how many white papers um, people, you know, have chugged out, but it's, it's not a, um, it's not a library of content. It's almost like um, it's like a gateway to actually reach people in the company. And it shouldn't be that way. Um, it shouldn't be that rigidity of, you know, robots. It's kind of like Skynet where you you have like this robotic system, people wearing, you know, blazers all the time rather than just being real people and being who they are and their authentic selves. And I love um, the analogy of Spotify for B2B content, because I mean, I can picture, you know, literally what you're trying to do and who you're trying to go after. Literally when you said Spotify, I'm like, okay, I get it. I get where you're going with this. Um, So I know it's different to market a pre-launch company. Um, very different in the sense it's like you're in stealth mode. I've heard that several times over at High Alpha and as several people. And it's very interesting to me, and I think it would be interesting to listeners in the sense of, you know, how how do you do that? Like, how do you um, – it's not – you're not pre-launching a product. Like, literally, like, Girl Scout cookies come out. Like, this is the time for Girl Scout cookies. Like, people already know this, but, like, how do you do a stealth mode in the sense of, you know, what is going through your, you know, your mind your, when you're trying to achieve great customer experience – 
when you haven't really solidified <laughs> a name yet. Like I've noticed some of the tactics that you've done online, which are fantastic. But I would like to know more, you know, more of those tactics you've revealed and more so your mindset around future, you know, strategies and tactics with the company. Yeah. So before I answer the question, I think thanks for the reminder. I need to go uh, make sure I find uh, uh, some Girl Scouts and order some Samoas and put them in my freezer. Uh, that is a nice late night treat that I'm looking forward to uh, to having now that you reminded me. But so, you know, for me, as in what we're doing as a business, I I don't really care that we don't have a product right now, because as a marketer, I want to connect with the people. And I want to connect with the people and I want to learn from them and I want to hear their stories. I want to hear their pain points. I want to hear what's going on. And so I'm spending a lot of my day right now, day to day, meeting with strangers that do B2B marketing, specifically content marketing. I'm meeting these people on the internet. I'm meeting them on Twitter. I'm meeting them in Slack groups. I'm meeting them on LinkedIn. And if they're talking about the new way to do B2B marketing, which is this old way is bad. I'm part of the new way, which is a frictionless way where I'm trying to reach consumers with my content and be helpful. I reach out to them and say, hey, you know what? I've got this podcast. This is what I'm talking about on this podcast. I'd love to set up a call just to learn more about what you're talking about. And that leads to a relationship. So I, I that that process of having a podcast, a 3C podcast, has been a game changer for us. And so I'm meeting all of these people who we want to be waving our flag when we launch. And so I'm doing all this work up front to understand the story they're sharing, put that story, those nuggets and sound bites into our story, make our audience a part of our story that we'll be going to market with. And I think, you know, this is a great way to earn and build and develop trust for anybody that's in pre-launch mode. I would say this. And maybe I'm biased because I'm a marketer, but if you're building a company right now and you don't have a marketer on your team, you're doing yourself a disservice because you're, you need to be building hype and momentum, not around your features and functionality, but around the story that you're sharing and the story that you want your audience to be a part of. So that's what I'm spending a lot of my time doing. I'm having conversations like we're having right here, spending time talking with people. If they want to be on my podcast, which most marketers want to be on a podcast. It's, we like to talk about what we're doing. Um, so it works out. So bringing all these people together and bringing them in to make them not only be a part of our story, but when we do in fact launch, have them help support the launch, it's going to be great. So that's kind of my mindset going into it. Um, in what I'm finding with content marketers, they believe in the problem we're solving. They feel the pain every day. And it's, it's really great validation. Um, every time I close my laptop at the end of the day. Turning strangers into advocates. I feel like you just kind of hit upon, <laughs> um, the, I mean, it, it's, it's the essential of um, what marketers actually do. I mean, we, we connect, we, we bridge build, we, we build communities. We make sure that the information, it's kind of like the town crier. Um, in a sense, we give people information, but we connect people. Um, and it's amazing that, you know, when you have talked about, I think that's the quintessential thing with the podcast is your, your mission out of it is turning those strangers into advocates. I mean, you know, I mean, imagine that, like you haven't met this person before and then all of a sudden, you know, in a couple months, they become your advocate for, you know, your, your, your company. So, um, see, th that's just the amazing thing out of it is that people, you know, in other, in other industries or other, you know, 
business lines and channels. Um, it, it's it's like it's a magic thing, you know, for for being a marketer. That's what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, it's who we are. Um, other people have their other strengths, like the CEOs or the visionaries. You know, the the operations. They um, look at processes and know where to see improvements. Uh, we're the ones just to bring. I mean, we're the promoters and producers. Like we're the we're the band, uh, or the company's the band, and we're we're the people that that bring the people to the band. That's it, or to the sports venue or whoever that is. Um, my next question, you know, goes into you know. Not everything runs smoothly with a company. <laughs> um, you know, what are some lessons you've learned from the, this whole experience? And even, you know, so co- going into and going into May, what are kind of some of the things on the horizon that you're like, um, this is what I need to be, you know, aware of? Because, I mean, the thing is, is I think a lot of listeners out there, um, even with just with COVID and everything, I think a lot of people are considering starting a company or starting a side hustle. Um, and I think this is a perfect gateway to kind of share your um, lessons. You know, if people um, don't have a marketer, probably why they should consider having a marketer too. Yeah. So I think for anyone out there that's uh, starting a, a business or in the process of starting a business, I think, you know, first and foremost, I think it's for me, I found alignment and organization around priorities with our team. We're a team of five. So Jonathan, our CEO, Elaine is our growth marketer. Tony and Eric are on the product and engineering side. We meet, uh, we have a stand-up every morning. Uh, we have L10 meeting on Monday. We've got a meeting to close out the Friday, our Fridays. And you might think there's way too many meetings by me just describing that, but it's not. It's not because it allows us to align around priorities and what matters. And I've never been a part of a company that offers so much deep provides the opportunity to offer so much feedback cross-functionally. So that for me has been a game changer. And I think it allows us to make sure that we're all marching to the same beat. And it makes it really easy for me and my role to align. And part of what we're doing is we're creating a lot of content. We have a content product. And so I want our entire company to be content creators. It's not a marketing thing. Content marketing is a company thing. Like everyone should be a part of it. So that's what I'm trying to do. I've, I've, I've interviewed Eric, who's our CTO. I've interviewed Jonathan several times. I've interviewed Elena all on our Monday podcast just to talk about what they're working on. So our mentality is be transparent. Share what you're working on, share what you're doing, because there's someone out there that's probably doing something similar. And by us just talking about what we're talking in Slack groups every day, that's going to help someone. So we're, we're, we have that mindset. We're, we're, we also have a mindset of just values up front. We think values are really important. And one of our biggest values is, um, you know, authenticity above ev- everything else. So Jonathan, one of his exercises when we onboarded was, when he, we filled out like an about us document and it was a fun process because everyone filled it out. We all understood not just the work background and what the people did before they joined the team, but what they care about, what, what motivates them, what they wake up, what do they wake up doing? And I think that just doing something simple like that, then holding a two hour session where you just talk about yourself and have people ask questions. That's how you build culture up front. And so I know everyone on my team is in the game. Everyone's excited to work every day. And 
Um, it's not all roses. There's roadblocks, and we're we're dealing with hard stuff. Like there's not enough hours in the day, and we need to manage our ambition, and we need to manage kind of our expectations. But I know that everyone I'm working with, I know who they are as a person now, and that just makes it a lot easier to do business with them. So I think that's just a a good tip for anyone out there who's thinking about or in the process of building a company. Like understand the people behind the work. Because once you do that, you're gonna you're you're gonna have more effective collaboration, and you're it's gonna be really easy to find common ground and build build goals across the entire organization. I I love that. Um, I, I that's where I've seen the best um, companies who have the best customer experience have the best adoptability with uh, with things with the best even the best revenue that they focus in on their employees and the mission of how they're going to help their customers and revenue will come like profitability will come. But I, I love your purpose behind, um, behind everything. It's very, um, it's very granular, but it's also very scalable. Like you can move into other things with content. So uh, no more grilling questions, but if you want to share something in the sense of, I know you're much, you're so much of an online marketer um, or digital marketer. And so this is kind of like an offline background, you know, something that, um, you know, is either online or not as a prevalent that you, you heard in the conversation, you know, a pivotal moment that you've had with the company. It could be something that you're like, you did a breakthrough after, you know, months of hard work. Like, you know, if you want to share anything, this is the kind of the floor to kind of share um, a story. Yeah. So I think like for me, you, you touched on the, you touched on just my personal project in my sports card podcast, Stacking Slabs. To me, I think that has helped me become a better B2B marketer and a better marketing leader. And I'm going to tell you the reasons why I have, you know, worked in, you mentioned different functional roles throughout my career in several different companies. And um, the last, you know, stop and the last few stops been the marketing leader. So building and hiring and managing teams and trying to focus on strategy and direction where I had been less in the weeds and starting a podcast about sports cards allowed me to get back in the weeds and refine those skills. So I started this thing because the, the sports card market had changed so dramatically from when I was a kid and I was collecting. Um, we saw a Luka Doncic National Treasure one of one card sell last week for $4.6 million. That's insanity for a sports card, a piece of cardboard. So there's a ton of money, ton of opportunity of nostalgia and passion that goes into this new market so i'm a big sports junkie i love sports cards so i jumped back in there's a lot of learning along the way and so i am comfortable with podcasting so started a podcast to talk about it well what i learned quickly is that there are a lot of people out there with a similar story jumping back in and so what i did was start diving in on social i built an instagram account started being a part of the community being a part of the conversation writing. Um, I just launched a newsletter today for Stacking Slabs. And so I'm building this brand around a passion of mine and I am doing 100, well, not one, I'd say 95% of the work. I send my podcast to an editor, so I don't have to deal with that, but I'm doing all of the work. So that has allowed me to become a really, really good content marketer because I'm in the game. I've got my hands on it. And so as I transition to still doing that podcast. I love it. But then it's transitioned to this new opportunity that we're talking to content marketers and I'm 
doing content, it made it really easy for me to say, okay, well, I've been doing stuff like this for my passion project. I know we're a team of five. I'm going to have to get my hands dirty. And just that process alone has been just uh, instrumental for me to starting content, starting the podcast, starting our brand building initiatives, everything we're doing. So that's just some feedback, I think, for anybody out there in a leadership role that's listening. Like my recommendation is you don't necessarily have to go start a podcast on whatever your passion is. It might be a good idea, but I would say is like never lose sight of those functional skills that got to got you to where you are now, because chances are within your organization, you might be the best writer. You might be the best demand gen person, and you might just have a VP title, but you might need to get in the weeds and you might need to flex into that to help not only your organization, but to help others around you show them how to do um, whatever you're really good at. So that that's kind of the personal story to me is like, just never lose sight of like your functional superpowers. I like that. Functional superpowers. Maybe you should go into comic book sales too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, um, I'll, I'll need, I'll need a graphic designer because I, that is a skill set I do not have. Oh, same, same here. I mean, I could do, you know, paid media ads, but I have to use a tool. So I don't like, I, I can't do the custom stuff. I mean, that is just even the print stuff. I can't even, yeah. Can't even fathom that <laughs> fathom. Um, so this is, this part of the episode is about you. So, you know, we can, you know, we could talk company and marketing all day, but you know, this is the part where I think it kind of opens up, you know, what, what makes Brett tick, you know? And I mean, I think you've hit, you know, hit upon, you know, several things, you know, throughout the episode, sports cars, market or sports cards, not cars, sports cards um, and marketing, but, you know, more about you. So, you know, in the sense of like work, you know, with what you're doing, you know, what gets you up in the morning? Like what's like the, the, first thing that inspires you as you, you, as you think about the day? Yeah. So I think for me, I am my, I guess my philosophy on just life in general is, is come from a place of abundance and do the work. So I, I like to do the work. I like to prove it out. I like to get my hands dirty. Uh, and it just, that's what motivates me. And so I think waking up every day, contributing to a company, contributing to a passion project, contributing to my family, doing all of these things where I feel like I'm providing value, that really is motivating to me. Um, I, 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 another, I, I like to look out for just my mental and physical health, run, um, meditate, do those different things just to make sure that I'm in a good place because I've been in a bad place before. And I know if I'm not if I don't have myself in check, then other people around me aren't uh, aren't aren't going to enjoy the experience, and I won't be my best self. So I think that's really important. Um, but yeah, I, I'm a passionate guy. Like I I I really have I have interests that I go all in on, and that's what I'm about. And I don't have time for other stuff that, and I don't I try not to let other things distract me, just because I like to focus all of my energy on the things that get me out of bed every morning, whether it's my family, whether it's, uh, you know, music, I'm a big music guy, sports cards, professional wrestling, I'm a pro wrestling junkie, work, B2B marketing, like these things are what I go all in on. So 
I try not to let other things outside of those things that I'm super passionate about distract me. And I, and I, and I, and I like to focus 100% of my time on things that I have interest in things that I'm interested in refining my skills on or things that I think I'm good at that. I just need to spend time to help others around me. So that's kind of my philosophy and mentality. Always got to do the work. Nothing is ever going to come to you if you don't put in the work. I'm preach. <laughs> that's all I have to say. Um, I was going to ask about your hobby and health, but you've already, you know, detailed a lot of that about that. But, you know, what are some focuses in your hobby and health, I would say, to kind of, you know, pivot the question? H how does that help you recharge, you know, each day? Yeah, so I, uh, I, I'd say that a big part of me, of what I'm trying to do right now with my physical and mental health is to stop and not just go, go, go. And, you know, you work in a, a company of five people that's trying to, that's super ambitious and try to do, you know, a hundred things at once. It's really hard to pull the plug and detach yourself. So I'm really trying to work on the transition from a Friday as we record this today to getting work out of mind and relaxing. And so relaxing to me is sitting on my recliner, um, with a chocolate chip cookie and something that I'm interested in on the iPad. My wife's probably watching, you know, sex in the city. Um, so I, I, I'm probably watching sports or wrestling. Um, sometimes we find common ground. Maybe there's something on Netflix we can watch, but that's relaxing to me and try to get my mind out of it for a little bit. So that's part of it. That's a goal for me is I'm trying to do more and more and try to do less work and thinking about work on the weekend. It's a tough challenge for someone who has in my mentality who I always want to go, 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 but it's self-managed it's self-managing yourself. And, you know, I've been fortunate to work for some awesome companies that, you know, you do some assessments about yourself and you learn about yourself. Well, I learned at my last company that I was a hundred percent in ambition. Well, that might sound good on paper, but there's a lot of negatives to that too, where, you know, you, I run until my, gas tank is empty and then I'm not effective at all. So I'm trying to manage myself to not get to that point and make sure that I'm always recharged, make sure I'm getting good sleep, make sure I'm looking out for my mental and physical health so I can be my best self around the people that I live with, my wife, and the people that I'm working with. Brett, I appreciate that. Um, I, I think there's there's so, so, so much of a, not a stigma or a stigma, but people aren't talking about it enough of, you know, you know, what makes you successful? And I, I, I appreciate you kind of revealing a little bit more of, you know, taking those breaks, you know, taking, you know, taking time to recover, to rest, like you just can't run all the time, um, you know, metaphorically and, you know, literally speaking. So, um, Brett, thanks for talking about, you know, where technically the pre-launch company, quote unquote, Fathom, which the name will change. But I mean, it's the Spotify for for B2B marketers. I think I appreciate you talking about that, talking about your podcast experience, talking about your hobbies and about you and just being very transparent and being authentic. So, you know, for everybody out there, check out the 3C podcast. Um, it's on Apple, Spotify and any other uh, podcasting platform out there and uh, connect with Brett. I mean, if you're a content marketer out there, connect with him. I think he'll be more than happy to uh, connect with you. I've got his email um, in the guest and show notes and that kind of stuff too, as well as you can connect with him on LinkedIn. Um, Brett, thanks for being on the show. Yeah, absolutely. One more plug. I'll just put it in there too. And you can, 
you're listening to the podcast, just go into the show notes. We are, one of our big goals is with our products is we're trying to get as many uh, con, uh, content consumers on board for our launch in May. Now with that, you're going to get access to our newsletter that hits your inbox every Friday. We're, I'm curating good content. So it's a, a win-win situation. So just go there. All you have to do is give us your email. I'm not going to spam you. I promise you'll get one email a week. It's our newsletter and you'll be the first on board to be a part of the fight against bad content experiences. But I appreciate you having me on the show, the show, Sean. This is fun. And another plug in there too, not just good content, it's great content because I've actually on that newsletter. So to all the Converge coffee drinkers out there, that's a wrap.